Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to Sit for a Spell. I'm Jess. I'm James. And um, welcome back. Welcome. Hello. Yes. <laughs> Here we are. I feel like sometimes I could do ASMR with my voice. You could. I you have a nice voice. Don't want to. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You don't want to. <laughs> no, I want to. I'm just lazy. Yeah. You can make some good money. There's people like on YouTube who make a lot of money just yeah. whispering into a microphone. I watch that girl sometimes who eats all the colored things. Like, I don't know if you've ever Does she have like it. long nails? She has long nails and she has long blonde hair and she like makes a bunch of stuff and buys a lot of things so that everything she eats is generally in the same color scheme. Uh, no, I'm thinking of a different ASMR. person. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, sometimes I go down rabbit holes like that. They are soothing. Sometimes. Sometimes they're weird. Sometimes they are weird. But soothing for other people. So Yeah. You do you what do? you gotta do. You do you. Yeah. You mean... Things are getting back to normal. So whatever you have to do to handle that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you just yeah. do it. For real. <laughs> yeah, I went For to a baseball real. game yesterday in San Diego, which is why my voice <clears throat> sounds like this, because I got home at like one in the morning and got like five hours of sleep. Um, I was wondering about that. Michael and I, because my husband is an extremely um, active baseball watcher. Oh, really? So we were watching that game. We watched the whole game. And then, uh, well, he watched the game. I was on my phone with baby. And um, he, I was like, Jamie's there. And he was like, oh. <laughs> we were right under the scoreboard. So nice. You probably. Yeah. Hmm. If my hair was brighter, my hair's purple right now. If it was a brighter purple, you might have been able to see me. I wasn't paying attention but enough. I was kind of like, grown yeah, out. Yeah, she's there. And he was like, I wonder if she's going to stay the whole time. And I was like, I don't know. We stayed till the eighth inning, but the Dodgers. It was um, long a little bit. The Dodgers were not playing well at all. So we were like, let's just leave. Because <laughs> we had to drive home from San Diego, which we're in, we're right outside of LA. So that takes like hour and a half two hours depending on traffic yeah um it's a trek yeah but it was fun and it was uh strangely normal because it was no masks Mm -hmm. and it was full capacity um where we were sitting my mom works for a company where they do private events so um we were in like a private area we were like weren't in the seats like we weren't in like seats we had like a table in front of us it was like really nice we had like a buffet and like a literally buffet. literally all you can drink like beer free mm-hmm. it like included in the price of your ticket yeah um and because my mom organizes those events she gets like uh she gets to bring someone along so she brought me so um that's what we did 
So it was really, it was fun because we got to go out and like be amongst people and like we did the wave and it was like, you know, mm-hmm. normal. I did have to take a Xanax because there were a lot of people, like oh, a lot yeah. of people yeah. that I knew if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to uh, enjoy myself. But it was really, I don't know, it was re- weird, but not weird. It was weird how normal it was. Yeah. Like I literally saw maybe like two people wearing masks, which I'm trying really hard to get used to. I'm trying to like force myself to get used to it. It's just a weird juxtaposition, you know, because we've been like mask, 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 where you're literally wearing your mask, like mm-hmm. not wearing your mask, like all for what a year and a half over a year yeah. like that, you know constant daily multiple times a day like your mouth, your mouth. and yeah. then all of a sudden literally from one day to the next day it's yeah. no masks you're good to go i so was watching a transition i was watching this tiktok um I've like found myself on like medical TikTok. Like, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> like I was telling Jess, like I found my like everything is like psychology or like you have ADHD. So I've found there's this psychologist that I guess psychologist that I follow, and they were talking about how we were like we were coached into the pandemic like wash your hands this way wear your mask this way like do this before you go out and while you're out do these things but no one is coaching us out of the pandemic like they're just they just freaking dropped us yeah that they it's like just what you said one day to the next like they coached us all along to sanitizer six feet apart wear your mask you know this and that here's all the things about covid that you can find and then all yeah, then they were just like, Okay, we're done. Like, good job everyone, bye. <laughs> so yeah. she was saying, you know, if you're having a rough time transitioning out of the pandemic, you absolutely have every reason to because Oh yeah, for sure. You uh we literally were just like left to deal. Yeah. <laughs> just like okay now pretend everything's normal again. <laughs> for real. For freaking so, reals. But last night felt good. It felt good to just be out. And Padres uh, won, I'm presuming, because they were up for like four when I left. Um, I don't remember. And I realized I know a lot more about baseball than I thought I did. <laughs> and I get very competitive. I was very into the game. And I was mad that we were losing. <laughs> I don't even watch baseball, but I'm like oddly like loyal to the Dodgers. It's a it's a it's a Southern California thing. Yeah. Like you kinda of, you have to be even though even though the Padres, the Dodgers and the Angels are also the California teams, you kind of like choose one, you know? Yeah. And like we're just this weird place that just wants to have all the teams and like yeah. well the Padres make sense because they're far, like they're San Diego. Like that's pretty far yeah. from LA. The Angels it's pretty close to LA. Like it's pretty close, half an hour. Yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like a certain demographic prefer the Dodgers, and then a certain demographic prefer the Angels. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, anyways, but enough about baseball. Why are we talking about sports? <laughs> Let's talk about the full moon because that's today. That's our baseball. <laughs> it's a big ball. 
it was um, so nice that was that too but it was really cloudy it started raining yeah but the the moon would go behind the clouds and then like peek out and then go behind the clouds and peek out it was like very like spooky it was so pretty i loved it and every time i would come out i would go look at the moon <laughs> i did that thing again this morning where i was just like scrolling through my instagram feed while like baby was nursing and I like saw the um, cat full moon ritual meme. Oh yeah, you posted today, <laughs> and I was like laughing, and I was like, "Who posted this?" It was you. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Good. I'm glad you like it. Then it's so funny because it's like I do that all the time. Oh, all good. the time. Oh, and I hope everybody laughs. Ashley. We need to talk, Ashley. Me and you. The ex-Mormon. <laughs> the ex-Mormon. Who re- Ashley, reached out to us. Who reached out. Girl, I got your message. And I'm yeah. compiling <laughs> questions. <laughs> Get ready for this. I know James responded to you, but. Yeah. I, I well, I it. saw it. Because we both checked the DMs. But I saw it. And I think she had sent it that morning. And... um. I was like, well, I have to respond right away so that they know that uh, I saw the message. Like, we saw the message. Yeah. But I just told them, like, this is James, but, like, Jess wants to talk to you. Like, yes. (laughs) She does. (laughs) Did you read the the CS, what is it, the CES, CSE letter? Did you read that book? Because I don't want to read it, but if you did, you could tell me about it. I guess yeah. that's like the book that like everybody leaves because of like they read it is like oh. another, I could be wrong about this too. Ashley, let me know. But um, this is the kind of thing we could do for like Patreon. Like, oh, yeah, like these little like and we could have a little interview and like a little Q&A. We're really trying to get something set up like that, like a Patreon or we're just trying to decide what we would what we would do do. (laughs) that's the hard part we don't want to just be like give us five dollars every month because once james starts coming back to my house which uh, needs to be soon because it'll be getting on my last nerve yeah but um we it'll be easier for us we can do do anything yeah it'll be really easy for us to do other things so yeah so it's just a matter of time really Yes, especially now that we both have children. Yeah. Getting them both settled. We just have to figure it out, which we will. But in the meantime, this is. Yeah. And I don't think it would be an excessive, like, because I know some people do like a dollar a month or $5 a month. And I know some podcasts do like 10 to $20 a month. And it's like. Oh, yeah. Or "Mm -hmm." more. I don't think Mm -hmm. it would be excessive. It would probably be at first at least. Well, who knows? Who knows? I know. Who even knows? But I don't know. We'll figure it out. We don't know. Maybe we should have this conversation off mic. I'm gonna leave <laughs> Let's it. not brainstorm it on the air. I'm going to leave it in anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Transparency. <laughs> Speaking of transparency. Can do it? Um, tra- triangles. I, perfect. You know. <laughs> I love triangles. <laughs> You know how triangles are transparent sometimes. Sometimes. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Mm-hmm. Also, I have a hard time saying Bermuda. Ber- wait. Bermuda. Ber- Bermuda Triangle. I know when I text you once I, I spelled it wrong. I think I said oh. like Barmuda. 
Barbuda? Could be. It's hard. Spelling's hard. Spelling is hard. Literally, as we were setting up, I was opening, I opened my document and I was like, there's so many misspellings. What am I doing? But as long as I say it right. Yeah. Even if you don't, it's fine. People know what you're talking about. So this um, came to me at the uh, suggestion of my son. Hmm. He was like um, watching YouTube as, you know, like kids do. Mm -hmm. And um, he was like, hey, mom, like, have you guys talked about the Bermuda Triangle in your podcast? And I was like, we have not. And he's like, you should. And then he started telling me things about it. So at the end of this, I asked him a few questions and he gave me his answers Mm -hmm. about what he knows about the Bermuda Triangle. Awesome. So. We'll see how that goes. So what do you know about the Bermuda Triangle? Um, I know it's somewhere. Um, it, it is somewhere. That's true. I know that it's <laughs> vaguely triangle shaped over an area of the ocean. I'm presuming by Bermuda. And so smart. planes and boats go missing. Very similar to the GIF I sent. GIF, GIF, whatever. That I sent you. Yes. They were just... Yeah fallen in there basically you got it right yeah so yeah that's our podcast okay done bye Bye. (laughs) (laughs) yeah well yeah bermuda triangle um it's also called the devil's triangle i like that Um, better yeah i like that better too it's about five hundred thousand square miles which is not something i can conceive of in my brain no um, I can't even tell you what 500 miles is. So no. we're from I'm we're from LA. We don't do miles. We yeah. do time. Time. Like how long does it take you to get there? Yeah. Like Disneyland is 25 minutes away. Like, so tell me point to point if someone yeah. knows how long is it going to take me to get there? Yeah. How long? That's are it. Points? Point to point. Yeah. We don't do miles. Mm-hmm. Um, it runs from the coast of Miami to the island of Bermuda to Puerto Rico. Oh. So that is the triangle shape. I don't also know anything about math, so I couldn't tell you what kind of triangle it makes cuz I know there's like different kinds. There's like There's different kinds, yeah. Isosceles and things. I am a teacher and I do know things about some triangles, but I'm but not You're not a math teacher. Yeah. I'm supposed to be. Like my job I'm supposed to know all of it. <laughs> Um, but you know, yeah, um, it's fine. It's too early. So this area is said to be like Jess said, the site where dozens of ships and planes have disappeared under mysterious circumstances. That being said, the, the triangle is part of one of the busiest shipping routes in the world. Like, I don't, couldn't even tell you how many, of these ships, these vessels, these planes fly from these areas, the Caribbean to North America, to Europe, across, like, it's constant. So mm-hmm. it's not like a, a deserted place. It's constantly being traveled through. Yeah. Um, so that could be why a lot of place things disappear there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Per, ca- per, per capita things there you go. disappear. Yeah. Statistics statistics more math math. more Mm -hmm. math 
Yeah. So the oldest that I could find account of anybody speaking about the Bermuda Triangle was our dear friend, least favorite colonizer, Christopher Columbus. Mm. So he wrote in his logs or his uh, journals, his captain's logs in uh, 1492 when he sailed the ocean blue mm-hmm. um, that he reported seeing stars move around in the sky. He reported glowing lights. He wrote like that of a candle moving up and down in the distance on, on the horizon. Mm-hmm. He asked, he would ask his other crewmates or crew members to look like, Hey, look at that light over there. And then it would be gone. Mm. He said the most unusual thing he saw was a glowing ball of fire that came out of the water and sharp shot toward the sky. So some historians were saying, like, it has to just be ships, other ships. It could just been, like, um, a meteor could have just been, even though meteors don't, like, shoot out of the water. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not an astronomer. Um but of course, others are saying it's UFOs. Of it's, course, uh, yeah. you know, yeah, supernatural. So, other reports of the uh, these unexplained occurrences, uh, they mostly don't gain a lot of traction until like the mid nineteenth century. Mm-hmm. So, there's an article in the Miami Herald by <laughs> I love this person's name edward van winkle jones (laughs) um it covered the loss of several ships including um flight 19 which is something we'll talk about later Mm -hmm. and although this article was not the first to speak about the area it was the first to lay out the triangular area where the losses took place okay and the first to suggest a supernatural element to the disappearances so There have been missing ships. There have been ships that were discovered completely abandoned for no apparent reason. Ghost Uh, ships. Yes, ships intact. Others transmitted no distress signal um, and then just were gone, disappeared. Mm -hmm. Um, Aircraft have been reported, have been reported, um, have reported or transmitted distress signals and then vanished. And then the rescue missions who were sent to find the disappeared aircraft have also vanished themselves. Oh, well, so crazy stuff. That is crazy. Okay. So obviously the most interesting part of the, Bermuda Triangle are the stories, yeah. right? Obviously. So we're going to tell you a few stories here. Do it, please. So before we go any further, sources, history.com, Britannica.com, Wikipedia.com, Northdowns.uk, MarineInsight.com, and Insider.com. Mm. Okay. So possibly one of the most mysterious stories of the Bermuda Triangle is the story of the Mary Celeste. So this was a ship that was discovered in the, in December of 1872. Mm-hmm. And what made this mysterious was that everything was found perfectly in place. The cargo, which was said to be alcohol 
the weapons, uh, which at the time would have been like swords and maybe like rudimentary pistols, the paperwork, the supplies, all the food, everything, except for the entire crew. All the crew was gone. Hmm. There were seven crew members, um, along with Captain Benjamin Briggs, his wife, and their two-year-old daughter. They all disappeared without a trace, along with the only lifeboat on board. Um, But the strange thing about that is that no supplies were taken along with the lifeboat. And Mm. um, nobody, no one or the lifeboat were ever found. Which, I mean, it's 500,000 miles of square miles of water. So, I mean, that's not really. It's not surprising. Too surprising. Yeah. So, a lot of people speculated pirates, um, a rogue wave, which are like two of the big sort of theories about Mm -hmm. the Bermuda Triangle in general. But the fact that none of the cargo was taken, um, none of the weapons were taken, there were personal belongings like jewelry and clothing, nothing was taken. Nothing. Yeah. So, if it was pirates, it would be ransacked. Yeah. And if it was a yeah. rogue wave, like stuff would be out of be, place. There would be stuff in the water. That, like there would be a trail. Yes, exactly. So another mystery. Um, so this one is not about the Ellen Austin, but the Ellen Austin is um, involved. Mm-hmm. They're the, the ship that. Okay. So this was in 1881. The Ellen Austin is a ship that was it's a schooner which i'm guessing is like a smaller like sailboat type Mm -hmm. um it was on its way from new york to london when i love how they um label them she because it's always like her captain she was on her way all ships are female yeah which i i mean whatever (laughs) it's cool (laughs) i like it so she came upon a derelict ship basically like a ship that's floating in the water not making any contact on the edge of the triangle. Hmm. The captain of the Ellen Austin was asked to observe the ship for two days to make sure there was, it wasn't a trap by pirates said pirates. And so after waiting those two days, the captain and uh, the captain, their crew entered the ship and found it well packed, but with no sign of the original crew. Hmm. So sort of same situation. Yeah. The Ellen Austin placed some of its own crew on the ship to sail it back together to New York. But after a couple of days, there was a storm and the ships got separated. Hmm. A few days later, the Ellen Austin saw that ship again. They caught up to it and found that no one was on board again. So the Allen Austin uh, was told to abandon what they called the cursed vessel and it was left to drift in the ocean. Huh. Yeah, because at that time, what are they going to do? They can't tow it. Yeah, and there were some reports that they kind of did the same thing one more time. Like, okay, let's yeah. put even more people on and then the same thing happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like for a second time, but yeah. I don't know how true it's that happened. is. Yeah. Some of them said it only happened once. Some of them said it happened twice. But hmm. um, There was a sailor. His name was Joshua Slocum. He gained wide, f- widespread fame. He was the first person to sail solo around the globe. And he disappeared in 1909 
on a voyage from Martha's Vineyard to South America. And it's not really clear what happened, but he did have to make his way through the triangle. And so people are like, Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. Like, he was like a world renowned, he sailed across the entire globe, you know, yeah. like he by knows, himself. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. So that's that guy. Um, another um, infamous tragedy, as they called it, happened in March 1918. Uh, USS Cyclops. It's a weird name um, for a yeah. naval ship. <laughs> Strange. <laughs> I don't know how they name these ships, but that's a weird one. I don't even know what they knew about Cyclopses in the 19... Well, no, I guess they would in the they early 1900s. Yeah. I guess they've known about them for a long time. Anyway, um, this is a 542-foot-long Navy cargo ship. It had over 300 men, 10,000 tons of mag manganese ore, whatever that is. I don't know. Mm. Probably important. Um, yeah. It sank somewhere between Barbados and the Chesapeake Bay. Mm. Um they they never sent out an SOS, and they there was an extensive search with no wreckage ever being found. And President Woodrow Wilson, at the time, said uh, later said, "Only God and the sea know what happened to the great ship." So, just words of really comfort easy. there. <laughs> Thanks for the comfort, President only, only Wilson. God knows. It's fine. They're <laughs> Who <gone>. knows? <laughs> Let's move on. Oh. Um, in 1941, there are two of the Cyclops' sister ships similarly vanished without a trace along the same route. Mm. So maybe like take a different route next time. Take a different route. <laughs> you know. So now this is flight 19 that we sort of like briefly touched on earlier this was this happened in december of 1945 there were five navy bombers carrying 14 men from fort lauderdale florida um the airfield there they were practicing some bombing runs over nearby shoals which i don't know what that is um there were apparently some compass malfunctions and they got lost. All five of these planes just kept flying around. Um, they were like super lost, flying around aimlessly. They ran low on fuel and they had to ditch at sea. Mm -hmm. The same day they sent rescue planes um, to find them with 13 more men. And they also disappeared Ooh. and were also never found. Mm -hmm. They conducted like a bad idea to send search and rescue. They're like, ooh, people disappeared. Send more people. And they disappear. It's not a good, yeah. mm, not a good look. Yeah, they they searched for weeks and weeks, found nothing, found no ships, no men, no bodies, and the there was an official Navy report, and it it said it was quote as if they had flown to Mars. To Mars. Later on, there was an American Legion um, magazine article in April of 1962. And they came out with like, it was like, I don't know, like, a, what do they call it? Like a catch or sort of like something new about it. Yeah. They had a quote from the leader of the flying crew that said, quote, we are entering the white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is not, is green, not white. Mm. So, which is not how water usually looks. 
No, not, not in the ocean. Not there. <laughs> yeah. So that's another strange one. Now, this little story um, I specifically chose because of the name of the ship. Mm-hmm. It's a yacht, a luxury yacht at that. This happened in December of 1967. And this luxury yacht called the Witchcraft mm. left Miami. Clever. So clever. Uh, these this, these are clever people. Very clever. They always such funny names. I love it. <laughs> so the witchcraft um, left Miami with her captain Dan Barrick and his friend Patrick Horgan. Mm. These two friends. Friends. Yes, they were said to board the the yacht because they wanted to enjoy the view of Miami's Christmas lights from offshore. Which is romantic, romantic, totally friend thing to do with you and one of your buds. Very platonic, (laughs) super Mm -hmm. platonic. Mm -hmm. These guys, Mm -hmm. and they named it the witchcraft. Like, come come on, on. no straight man is that clever. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, the witchcraft sent out a distress signal. Well, just a call to the Coast Guard only when they were about a mile out. So not Mm -hmm. very far out at all. Mm -hmm. And they said, like, hey, we've hit something. There's no damage. But, you know, the Coast Guard was like, we're going to come assess the damage, see everything's okay, make sure you're okay, and we'll tow you in if you need help or whatever. So the Coast Guard, from the time that it got the call to the time it reached the area where the witchcraft should have been was about 19 minutes. And when they reached the area, it was completely deserted, Mm. just gone. Um, That ship was equipped with numerous life-saving devices, life jackets, lifeboats, flares, distress signal devices. This is like the 60s, like almost the 70s. So much more technology than like the 1800s. Yeah. And none of these devices were used and nothing, no ship, no bodies, nothing from the ship was ever recovered. Mm. The Coast Guard searched hundreds of square miles and nothing has been found to this day. That's sad. At least they went together. Well, let's hope that they're just like on a beach somewhere together. They ran away together. Fixed their own <laughs> disappearance. Yeah. They're that's, on a beach during Bermuda somewhere. That's very 60s <laughs> as well though. So Yeah. You could you could disappear much more easily back then. So easy. Like just you know, just change the name of your ship and just your names and like literally your driver's license was like a piece of paper with your name I on know. it. Like literally, <laughs> you could just You'd get a new one. Go to Jamaica and just be yeah. like, "I live here now." Hi. Yeah, my name's uh, David Smith, and mm-hmm. it's my this is my friend and roommate, lifelong roommate, mm-hmm. uh, George. George. I don't know. George Smith. No relation. <laughs> okay, so there's been these se sorts of stories for obviously hundreds and hundreds of years and they continue up to this very day because the latest story I found while researching was in January of this very year that's the year of our lord 2021 <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. um, the 
there was a a vessel from what i can tell it was like a yacht kind of thing Mm -hmm. and there were 20 people on board from the bahamas to florida and they just disappeared the the uh article i read was about them giving up the search for the vessel there's been Mm -hmm. no information there's no name regarding the name of the boat the identity of the people on board nothing has been released to the public Mm -hmm. they're just gone they're just that they're out so interesting that it still happens yeah and that's this 2021 so like Mm -hmm. the peak of technology that we have currently like it's yeah happening yeah I mean, even but, with all of our technology, like, things can still go wrong, but it's just so interesting. 28 people, you said? 20 people. 20 people. That's a lot yeah. of people. That's a lot of people. That's too many people on a boat. I don't want to be on a boat with 20 people. I don't even want to be on a boat. I don't like 20 people. No. <laughs> I just don't. <laughs> I don't want to be stuck on a boat anywhere. Um, so, before we get into some theories... Let's take a break. Excellent. Hello, Sit for a Spell listeners. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? With everything going on in the world right now, James and I have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety. And we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way, which is why BetterHelp, that's better H-E-L-P, may be right for you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for Sit for a Spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better h-e-l-p.com slash sit for a spell and we're back welcome back spooky break (laughs) who knows what happened (laughs) i don't know (laughs) trying to make things spookier (laughs) i don't know i love it that's okay, what we're going to be called now from now on. Spooky break. Spooky break. We have to say it like that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Theories. Here we go. First theory. 
which I think is kind of the weirdest. Mm-hmm. Um, leftover technology from the mythical lost city of Atlantis is interfering with our modern technology. I think it makes this, perfect sense. This causes our technology to fail and vessels to become disoriented and become lost at sea. I mean, I love it because one, that's how it stays lost because then people can't find it because then hello, they disappear. They like either leave. It's or like stay- a Wakanda situation. Or that ooh. it's cloaked and it's like you get too close. Yeah. We're going to disorient Maybe you. Maybe that's how they get information. They like pull things down mm-hmm. and then just mm-hmm. live there. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, what's going on up there? Like, give us all the information. Like, yeah, you live here now. And they're like, sweet. Nice. I'd, yeah. I'd do it. Yeah. Why not? You gotta like keep your population going, get some fresh meat down there. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Fresh meat. <laughs> okay. Oh, Explanation. of a Star Trek episode. Of course it does. There's like a planet <laughs> that like kind of does that. There's clones involved though. Mm. Let's keep going. Yeah. That's for our Star Trek podcast. Um, Another explanation, which is very popular, but with very little explanation why UFOs, aliens. Yeah. No explanation needed. Yeah. Aliens. Aliens. I looked around. Why aliens? What are they doing? What's the purpose? Just aliens. Aliens. That's it. Yeah. Okay. You say aliens and people go. Must be. Must. Yeah. They nod their head. You can't see what I'm doing, but... We're nodding our heads. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Which I could, I guess, make sense, like, for the missing people, like those ghost ship type situations. Mm -hmm. But then, like, what happens to the ships that just disappear? They want the technology. They want to see what we're up to. Yeah. Maybe. It's like. Or they um, zap them. I don't know. Thinking like Mark. (laughs) Over here. (laughs) Could be a little bit of both. Maybe they use that for like testing grounds to like test their weapons. Oh yeah, no one. Can Maybe it's like it. on like on bones where she's like, take everything to the lab, and then like you know they take everything to the lab. Yeah, there's like take everything, take everything up. Yeah, take it all. Perfect. <laughs> I love um, uh, me too. Up to a point. Yeah. Okay, so then we have. Something called. Hold on. I think he's here with his food. Does he like come in and hang out or? No, he doesn't. He just drops it off, but. When was he born? Uh, the 12th. I mean, we should wait till she's like fully recovered. Yeah. Mm. 
It's funny that me and you talk like we haven't been there. <laughs> I know. Like, why? What's the secret? <laughs> it's. I guess it's not. It's just like, it doesn't come up. Did I take pictures while I was there? Angie has a picture of me while I'm there. She used it for her one oh. second per day. Oh, yeah. She did that with me, too. Yeah. You can come in. We're anticipating you, so we took a little break. One second per day. Oh, I can't wait to see that. I mean, they're going to find out eventually <laughs> when they watch that video. <laughs> yeah. That we were there. Here, I'll say I want to hold. No, I don't want to say that again. Hmm. Bye. I'm going to wait for him to open all his food now. Didn't he literally just text you, though, about pastrami or Tommy's? No, he texted me like a half an hour ago. I just didn't look at it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I didn't see it. Like <laughs> <laughs> lightning. And you get all your food out so that you can eat. So we don't hear the crinkling. What? What happened? He's like, this is not what I asked for. <clears throat> Luckily, it is what he asked for. <laughs> okay, get settled. because We're going to keep recording. <laughs> Open up your food so that you can eat. Otherwise, we hear it all in the microphone. He's all, hmm? what? I don't want to make like size comparisons because like I don't want them to feel bad that he's so small. Like they know he's small, but like do they know he's like really small? <laughs> but he's he's not really that small. Luke was just big. Well, Luke was when we brought him home. He was six pounds nine ounces, so he was a pound. So he was like probably less like than a pound. Average. Yeah, he was. So he was yeah. like average baby. I think you just don't remember how little Luke was. I, don't, uh, JJ. I think that's uh, Luke what I was. was telling Angie. I don't. Rem I just don't remember. I don't yeah, remember. I think because I remember holding um, Luke when he was little and being like that, like yeah. teeny tiny. I know it's so funny. <laughs> Um, Luke met at the at the viewing. Yeah, yes, day before yesterday on Monday, Luke met another three month old baby, a little uh -huh. girl. So Luke is three and a half months, and this little girl is exactly three months. And they were smiling at each other and laughing at each other, but she was so small and he was so giant. And I was like, "It's my baby, a child." <laughs> He's pretty big. He's, He's big. healthy. He's healthy. Like, I feel like... 
Well, Luke was, I felt the same way when I held Luke, where I felt like, I'm going to break him. Like, he's so little. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's I so tiny. Kind of, I think we get used to it really quick. But I remember being in the hospital and, like, when I'm trying to, like, nurse him with, like, the pillows and the nurses and everything. And I'm like, but I'm going to snap him. Like, yeah. what do you mean? <laughs> I can't just manhandle him. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Babies. Okay. All right. What were we doing? We did aliens, right? Okay. We did aliens. I think, <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Now we're getting into science. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to get into some science. Okay. Okay. These, uh, this first one, I don't really know if I understand it correctly. That's okay. Um, okay. There is something called the agonic line. Okay. Which is a place, um, I guess, on Earth, yeah. where there is no need to compensate for magnetic compass variation. Mm. Um, when I tried to look it up before, I do kind of remember they said, like, compasses aren't perfectly accurate. Mm -hmm. They're, like, they're generally, like, mostly accurate. Yeah. But that there's a place in the Bermuda Triangle where North is, like north like it's it's like actual like fully 100 percent. your compass is pointing exactly where north is oh. um and so apparently one thing that could happen is pilots just don't account for that while they're approaching the bermuda triangle mm -hmm. which i guess even small variations in the compass can result in like significant navigational errors yeah so I don't know. I'm not a pilot. So if that's correct, um, then yay me because <laughs> I was kind of just <laughs> filling in the blanks there. <laughs> I mean, it sounds right. Yeah. That's, that should be like the tagline of this podcast. Like it sounds, it right. sounds right. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> okay. One popular theory is rogue waves. Okay. So a rogue waves is a massive wave that can reach heights up to and over 100 feet or 30 meters and is theoretically powerful enough to destroy all evidence of a ship or airplane that has made a water landing. Okay. The Bermuda Triangle is located in an area in the Atlantic Ocean where storms come from multiple directions. So these direction, these Storms can converge. Yeah. And this makes rogue waves more likely to occur. Mm. Which is terrifying. Another yeah. reason to stay on the land. For what real. are you doing I with your life? Rogue waves are horrifying. They're just a wave. It's just a wave <coughs> in the middle of the ocean anytime it mm -mm. wants. Nightmare. Hate it. How do you sleep on a ship knowing that that's possible? You don't. You don't. You just mm, like a shark could come, mm. a, a rogue wave. There could be like a fucking huge whale underneath you. Ugh. Ugh, the ocean is terrifying. Okay. It. Another thing uh, is the Gulf Stream. Mm. So this is a surface current that was described as a river within an ocean mm. 
that carries objects in other directions. So like if a plane had to make a water landing or if a boat is having engine trouble, if they got caught in this Gulf Stream, then they could be carried away by the current. Yeah, it's like just, the in Finding Nemo with the turtles. Yes, exactly. With the turtles. The, the stoner turtles, <laughs> yes. Stoner turtles will take you away. So cute, though. Yeah, they're... They're adorable. Okay. Surface bubbles. Sorry. No. Sulfur bubbles. There we go. Sulfur um, bubbles. Yes. So this is a theory that says sulfur rises from the seafloor, um, changes the, um, I don't know, like chemicals in the ocean mm-hmm. or whatever, makes things less buoyant and makes them sink out of nowhere. Like a even more horrifying sort of like quicksand situation here. Hmm. But there have been a lot of studies and show that the last time sulfur was found to be seeping from the ocean floor was in the 1500s. So I I hate that. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what do you well, hate about it? It's just a giant sulfur bubble. A giant sulfur bubble. That's going to come yeah. up and make yeah. your ship not be a good ship anymore. And you yeah. have no way to even... What do you to prepare for it? Maybe that's what the Atlanteans use to <sighs> get them, get you down there. No. You don't know. No, thank you. Technology. No. And then, of course, there's always just violent and unpredictable weather. It just yeah. happens. Like we said, the ocean's terrifying. Um, it's madness. I hate it. Um, it's beautiful, but I will look at it on my TV. From afar. Yeah. Yeah. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, um, I feel like I've heard of this before, but Is it OSHA? I know. A NOAA, NOAA, NOAA. Um, they say, "quote There is no evidence that mysterious disappearances occur with any greater frequency frequency in the Bermuda Triangle than in any other large well-traveled area in the ocean. Boaters and flyers continue to venture through the triangle without event. Don't believe it. Um, like, womp womp. That's bummer. Like, no. That's boring. Yeah. We're not We're not doing that. They're lying mm-hmm. to you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know how big National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration is? Mm-hmm. You know? Big business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're just trying to get you not to go there. Fine. Or to go there. They're getting you to go there. So that way you disappear. And then you go down to the Atlanteans. And then mm-hmm. it goes all, all the way to to the, the way. bottom. All the way to the bottom. <laughs> to the bottom. Because <laughs> that's where they are. <laughs> Which is the top. <laughs> okay. Flip it and reverse it. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. So... Final thing here is some quotes from my giant baby, Okay, my 13-year-old. Um, like I said, this was his suggestion, so I decided to do like a little Q&A at the end. Mm-hmm. And um, I was going to record like what he said, but he's very shy. So it's okay. I asked him, what do you know, what is the um, Bermuda Triangle? Mm-hmm. And he said the Bermuda, Bermuda Triangle is one of the world's greatest mysteries and then he just yes. like no explanation yeah and that's done statement okay statement. he was like next next question yeah okay and i said what happens there and he said 
Boats and planes disappear when they go over it. Mm. Okay. Next question. Um, and then I said, well, do you um, think that there, that that could just happen? Like, do you think boats sink sometimes? Like that could just be something that happens. And he mm -hmm. said, I could see boats sinking by something in the ocean, but planes are a whole nother thing that makes it very mysterious. That's true. So, <laughs> and these are verbatim quotes yeah. from him. Okay. I said, tell me about a story that you know from the Bermuda Triangle. Mm -hmm. He said, one guy was flying to Florida and they came across a big expanding black storm cloud and there were bright flashes and somehow he went through the cloud and when he got out of the cloud he found he had skipped most of the time from his original location to where he was going like he had traveled through time mm. like he was where he was coming from to where he was yeah, going like he like got little, there like in a flash like a little time pocket yeah and then I said um I said, okay, do you know, do you have any other facts about the Bermuda Triangle? Mm -hmm. He said, here's the thing about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> sometimes the ships go missing and are never found. And sometimes the ships are found and the whole crew missing is missing. And that's just weird. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, true statement. Um, yeah. And then I said, what's your theory about what's happening in the Bermuda Triangle? And he said, uh, I said, what do you think is happening there? He said, I think it's a rip in time and space to another universe. Mm. That's it. That's, That's all he wanted to talk about. It. Mm. So, facts. Yeah, facts. He was like, here's my answer. Next question. Move on. I have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. I have Roblox to play. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's the Bermuda Triangle. I think there, I think there's a strong possibility that it could just be cursed. There's that too. Hear me out. There was a lot of non-voluntary people moving in that general area, you know? Non-voluntary. Yeah. You mean like kidnapping and slavery? Literal kidnapping and <laughs> Non-voluntary um, people moving. <laughs> what's the colonization and... Yes, a lot of trauma. ...and trauma. Um, and I think that can be a big contributor. Like, I don't that know if... Very specific area. ...there or not, but I know that, like, people were being brought to... Um, those small islands, that's kind of where it started, you know, that's why Columbus mm -hmm. lost, rightfully so, lost a lot of his, like, quote-unquote fame. He was actually taken to trial um, for some things, and, like, hmm. a lot of people were brought to those smaller islands on the, um, what is that, the southern east coast of the United States, which mm, is today yeah. the United States, um, taken into Latin America, um and so Silencer. I think that like I don't the planet knows, you know? It sucks up emotion and you don't know who was kidnapped on those ships and you don't know what people are capable of and Yeah. And how many people like decided because I know like not generally in this area maybe, but like in a lot of people who were kidnapped like from Africa they 
decided to like jump into the sea instead mm-hmm. of like yeah. being being made slaves and exactly. that might have happened in this area too you know mm-hmm. there's a lot of I'm sure there's a lot of bad energy in that area oh yeah so I mean who or knows? it's sulfur bubbles or it's those fucking sulfur bubbles I hate them Atlant- Atlanteans Atlantis Atlantis moral of the story is don't go there stay on the land stay on the land who do you think you are I mean, you could fly in a plane. No. It's fine. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to stay in Southern California for the rest of my life. (laughs) That's fine, too. I'll drive. Maybe I can drive. We have everything you need here. Yeah. There's Disneyland. My cat's here. Mm -hmm. What else do you need? You got the beach. You got snow. You have mountains. You have trees. You have desert. Desert. Got everything. Everything. Good tacos. Mm. You know, there's no tacos in, on a boat. There might be. <laughs> Probably not that good. <laughs> uh, Either way. Gross. I mean, do what you're going to do. We can't tell you what to do. What if someone was like, I was going to join the Navy and then I listened to this episode? <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well. That's it. That's uh, that's uh, all I got for you. So, love it. Okay, bye. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed blessed be. be.